Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We got puppies. Not you. You're a full-on dog. Yeah, he's a bad, <laughs> no, bad no. dog. No, no, we got puppies in the studio, so uh, I'll apologize up front. It makes us all goofy. But uh, we got Andy Stinton, small Andy businessman. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Just watch it. And Michael uh, Diamond, campaign strategist and political commentator over at Upstream Strategy Group and Roger Stone. Very cute puppy. Roger's, Roger's looking at me and he's going, God, I wish he was my master. I wish I got to live with him. Yeah, that's what everyone says about you, Andy. I yeah, wish he was my that, master. It's that sex symbol thing. It, it's, going your, on. it's your self-awareness that I admire most. <laughs> I know it is, Michael. Let's talk about, uh, <coughs> pardon me, I'm <coughs> sorry. I'm going into my third round of the plague, by the way. My kids you never end the cool. plague? Well, I keep, Bring out it's like a never-ending circle in the house of uh, the, the Pearson-Kaplan household. Um, here is the report coming out from the uh, Chief Financial Accountability Officer of Ontario, simply saying, you know, we cannot grow ourselves out of a mess left behind by the last government. Uh, the deficit now targeted to be $16 billion by 2023. And here is that uh, Peter Weltman, who is that accountability officer. You have to hold spending increases to 1.2% per year for the next four and a half years. Uh, what that translates to is a real is a cut of about $150 per person on spending. So the government spends about $10,000 a person now overall on programs. Okay, so the bottom line is we are going to have to tighten our belts. Andy, what are you uh, willing to give up or, or what do you suggest the solution is? What do I suggest the solution is? That governments get new calculators. This is, I mean... What are we going to give up? Well, we could sort of the $3 billion that him canceling the cap and trade. I wouldn't mind that back. No, 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 no. What are you talking no, about? That's, that's, that's the best US, thing he ever did. Some, some okay. nice revenue. All right, you, okay, you like getting Oh, you want off? higher taxes. <laughs> what? So you, you like taxes. taxes. No, that's not going to affect anything. Really? No, but that's a tax. So Alex <laughs> said, what could we give up? You're saying, what are we going to give money. up? What are we going to give up? Let's, well, one, let's spend better. Let's stop wasting money on canceling gas, gas plants. You know, that was a great $6 million hydro people. That, that will pay for itself. No, it won't. We've no, already lost an electricity deal. Yeah, no, that was a good that. deal. Actually, everybody who looked at that deal, as far as experts, not said, that's everybody. not a loss. Well, a lot so of we said, lost that deal. Yeah. Lose, I'm not lose, 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 lose. So, what are you going to give up, Michael? What am I going to give up? I would love to give up a number of things. I think we could be more creative in delivery of education. I think we could be more del- creative in delivery of health care. On health care, you know, I don't think we can spend less, but we can certainly do more with the amount of money we're currently spending. There are so many places to save in this Absolutely. government right now uh, in Ontario and across Canada in governments, but education uh, and health care is where you got to look first because Every, that eats the biggest everything chunk. Everything you do online, everything you do from your license to all that. Passport, all that stuff. Well, passport's federal, but all that could be done online. Yeah, yes, it could, and a lot of it is done online, but could it be done with the past record of any government and computers? Can it done be, to be done efficiently online? Michael, I take your thing about the teachers, then you're going to have to deal with the unions. Yeah, and so you what? Sure. So what? Right. You want to fight? And Ford is not going to stand up to the unions. Oh, well, Ron, Doug Ford will stand this up will, for taxpayers. That's what he'll do. You want, you want more taxes. He wants less taxes. I want less taxes. But Frank. he hasn't come up with a sound fiscal plan that the idiot in the room here can understand. And he goes, here's how we are going to save money. You two are very good. You talk in vague generalities, as he does. But you cannot turn around and, and say, here is a plan he has proposed 
And don't give me it's only been six months. Here's a way that we are going to save money and become more efficient. I absolutely agree that he's got to be more efficient. And I am absolutely open to having him say, look, we have to give up X, Y, and Z. And one of the big areas is in teacher pay. They get a lot of pay. They get a lot of benefits, Andy. And the classrooms are the ones that lose. And frankly, I'd like to see more spending going on in the classroom for vulnerable kids with autism than on teacher salaries. Well, and just like healthcare, we don't need to have more bloated salaries as assistant deputy ministers in the Department of Health. We $9 billion on e-health. And guess what? When I was at the hospital last week, at one of the biggest hospitals in Toronto, guess what they didn't have? A file of Alex Pearson to look back and say, oh, you were here last <laughs> year or you were at the doctor. They don't have well, that yet. We so have we red waste, tape that well, prevents our medical go. professionals yeah. from talking to each other. Uh, we, we have good health care in Canada. I mean, it, so, once yeah. you get it. But we're not talking about that right now. We're talking how can you spend less money in health care? So keeping people out of hospitals, getting people out of hospitals faster, keeping people in their homes longer, which is what people want. These are all things people want. And it's you're getting there, Andy. Yeah, you like will be Andy. there soon. Should tell, you, should tell you what? Vague generalities again. <laughs> no, that's tell all me. Oh, generality. Yes, that's all, that's all you come up with, home with, with Michael. More money into is, home and community care will cost More money less. into this. Less money into this. Why isn't the premier of this province your little buddy here, Mr. No one's called him little. Ford, right? <laughs> okay. Okay, you nailed me on that one. That's one point for Fake you. Fake news. Yeah, okay. Why doesn't he come up with a plan to show us how he we're going to do he, it? Well, I think he's about to. Ooh, and the wow. bottom line is, no one's going to want to hear Checks it. in the mail. There you go. Uh, Quebec. <laughs> this story uh, irritates me. Um, this serious? That's something that irritates you? <laughs> yes. Imagine that, Andy. Kind of like you. And <laughs> Quebec will get more than $13 billion in equalization payments in the coming year, an increase of $1.4 billion from the year before. Alberta which pays everyone's bills, gets nothing. Ontario gets zilch. And I'm look, I'm happy to see Ontario is off the list for equalization. I don't the fact that we were on it is problematic. But the province which has been gorging at the trough the longest is the same province, Andy, that refuses to help Alberta, which is filling its trough. They could do something like, oh, I don't know, open up the Energy East pipeline, but they won't. And yet they take all the money. Comes to Quebec, I respect very much and I would Fight for their right to to for their culture. The rest of this was I would like I, you to. I would. Well, I wasn't being allowed to. <laughs> I'd like to start. <laughs> You'd like me to go away. But what I don't respect is their feeding at the trough. Yes. I cannot stand it. Or we're either going to be, in my opinion, we are going to be a country that's. Uh, speaks two languages we will educate all of the people in the country to be bilingual hang on or we will knock all this up because how much money do we waste across the board on bilingual i'd like to address alex's question yeah because i should remind you that quebec which apparently says oil is not socially acceptable anymore consumes three hundred fifty-five thousand barrels of it a day and 56 percent of that is coming from another well, country. They're very happy in Quebec to use money that comes from Alberta taxpayers, yeah. which uh, an economy that's very much dependent on the uh, resource and energy sector to fund their social programs like daycare. And that's great. But if we're going to have this equalization uh, system in Canada, which, which it would be very difficult for any government to get out of, it would be mm. an amendment to the Constitution. So I don't care. I think Alberta should absolutely say but, no. But, uh, but what it would... Uh, what we need to start doing. If Quebec wants to use the money 
from Alberta taxpayers. They need to also then take a holistic view of the country and allow public policy decisions that will allow Alberta to have an economy that's going to prosper to fund Quebec $7 a day daycare. It's yeah, crazy. And do, you th- do you really think there's a political party because of getting elected that's going to go no. in there and tackle I that issue no. in Quebec? So what are we talking so about? I'll tell Next you subject. that Alberta, no, Alberta should ta- no, Alberta should refuse whether it's constitutionally challenged or not. They should say, we're not sending anything. So, and you know what? So Canada will finally wake you know up and see what uh, Alberta has been it's doing. It's amazing because you get left-wing academics who defend the equalization system and they'll say things like, oh, well, the, Alberta doesn't send the money. Well, it's from Alberta taxpayers. You know, the the, <laughs> the amount of the me- mental gymnastics that folks will do to uh, justify the system dollars. is just, it's ridiculous. But so it is Alberta's yeah, money and uh, the rest of the country, need, we need to work together. We need to have a national view. If it weren't for Alberta back in the 2008 uh, down downspin, we wouldn't be here. They 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 single handedly saved our country. So what's the solution to this? Energy East. There's a tiny little portion that needs to be built on Quebec ground, and they won't allow it. And so I ask them, okay, so if oil is so socially unacceptable to you, why are you using almost three hundred fifty thousand barrels a day, and why are you taking it from Saudi Arabia? They should be condemned for that. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I think this is just yet an, an, another case of governments not restricted it to liberals or conservatives who have mishandled this all the way along. And there should be a bipartisan group that deals with this issue on the long term. That's all energy. That's hydro. That's everything. Yeah. Po- politicians shouldn't be allowed in this This. Well, unfortunately, they they do pander the votes. And yes. unfortunately, Quebec's, you know, been able to do whatever it wants and... Like I said, Alberta should turn around and say, not sending the payments this year. Quick break I, here. I, th- I think the dog just peed all over Michael's lap. That's like, yeah, it was, laugh- it was, was laughing you. at your, it was responding to your answer. <laughs> By the way, the puppy is uh, very cute, but it's being a puppy and it's uh, very distracting. Like, to your on point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Andy Stitton and Michael Diamond and Roger Stone, the dog, in <laughs> studio. <laughs> All right, um, I'll be speaking with Rodney Stafford at 8.45. The fact that I have to speak to him again this shortly after I spoke with him about Terry Lynn McClintock being moved tells you we got a big problem because he learned this morning, 10 months after the fact, that Michael Rafferty, the man who raped, killed, uh, and bludgeoned and uh, kidnapped his daughter has been moved to this medium security facility. And I'll start with you on this, Andy, because, okay, prisoners move through the system. I don't agree with, you know, after six years, him getting, you know, moved to a medium security. But the fact is, Tory Stafford asked point blank to corrections in a private meeting, what about Michael Rafferty? Have we, you know, anything to know about that? And they said nothing. They said, nope, nothing. And now he's finding out after the fact that he was moved months ago. I mean, you've got two issues here. Well, you've got three as far as I'm concerned. A, he shouldn't be in prison because I believe in capital punishment. Absolutely. And here, any, here. anybody that, that commits that heinous crime should be dead, and we would not have to be discussing this. That I agree with. And the, the man's misery. I think the other issue is why are they told or were they not told? I am leaving. He was not told. Yes, I understand He was that. not told, and that he was not told tells me that they are either imbeciles running that place or they lied. Well, the other side of that, the difference in a maximum security and a, min, uh, and a 
medium security is not a lot. I mean, we're making it sound like they're going out in a five. No, I got to so like, Would it be like the difference between a four-star hotel and no, a two and a half? It's, or? Uh, it's uh, maximum security has barbed wire outside. Okay, but and still. And the correct have guns. And they still have it fenced in for medium. It doesn't matter. And the, the officers don't he, have guns. He was supposed to be notified, as all the families of anybody who find themselves in this were, are supposed to be notified. And after we've just gone through what we went through with Taylor McClintock, either they're the dumbest people or they're just willfully being ignorant. Yeah, look, I think that uh, there, there's a shocking thing here is that I agree with Andy. There shouldn't be a discussion we're having because... Uh, uh, there shouldn't be anyone to transfer, uh, but absolutely, we need to have better respect for the family uh, of victims and victims uh, in, in all of these cases, and they need to be kept very, very in tune with what is happening to these evil people who are locked up, should be locked up forever if they're going to be locked up, and uh, the, the rights of the victims and the victims' families uh, needs to have a greater place in our system in Canada. I don't care if it's incompetence or if it's malice. I, I'm uh, sorry, you, no you cannot tell way. me that, that no one in either the um, safety minister's office or corrections went through the files and were looking, going, okay, what else do we need to know about? But, I, I can't believe that possibly happened. But but do we not sit here every week and come up with the same thing to a lot of problems that the inefficiency of the government, which is also correctional well, services, no, what, is has immense? No place to so save. why would it come up? I mean, do they have to tag certain people, prioritize them? Because it's a, and I, it, in no way am I demeaning this, but because it's a high profile case, if they get moved, should that be tagged? So it's announced to everybody. When someone gets moved... Their files brought up, and did someone call the family? I mean, if this were Paul Bernardo, we would rightfully be as outraged. Why it's happened twice now to the, to the Stafford family, to me, is just beyond insulting. It is actually cruel. Oh, it's without cruel. a doubt, don't yeah. get me wrong. I think it's it's cruel and unusual punishment, and they should not. They've already had heinous punishment. Mm -hmm. This is disgusting. Let's talk about uh, former Guantanamo Bay detainee Omar Cotter. Speaking of disgusting. Um, we got he, a prison theme going yeah, he on wants, uh, Well, this came out late today because he wants to be granted a Canadian passport so that he can travel to Saudi Arabia um, to do the pilgrimage to Mecca. He also wants permission to speak to his sister, um, who happens to be a terrorist and was with a terror network. He'll be on court on Thursday to change these um, bail conditions. Because he says, Michael, that, you know, it, it's psychologically damaging because it reminds him of his captivity in Guantanamo Bay. No, 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 no. I mean, from from top to bottom, this is just a big fat no. Uh, I'm sure the prime minister, if uh, if he's to uh, get a bad, if Mr. Cotter's not successful in court, I'm sure the prime minister might at that point intervene and think yeah, that well, it's a good... adopt him and give him uh, traveler's uh, checks. Well, well, we know Elizabeth Ooh. May's offered to... I thought there was uh, a dog him. in the room, not two cats. <laughs> we know Elizabeth May's offered <laughs> to take him in, but uh, uh, the... Celebratory treatment of this government for this individual is really uh, abhorrent to my sensibilities, and uh, I hope he's not successful in court, and I hope the Prime Minister actually uh, grows up and doesn't uh, go out of his way to cater to uh, this individual. I guarantee you uh, that he will, in fact, get these bail conditions, which, uh, I'm sorry, he has no business speaking to this sister of his. Uh, Andy, but he has I'm, no business being free. Well, he has no. no business of getting a check. There's a lot of no businesses that he you, has. But see, he's much gone. the way I admire you, Michael, you can take this whole thing and, and put it in some very flowery words, capable of Shakespeare. And my whole thing, my answer to this, I can encapsulate this. No frigging way. Finished. Really? No. Good. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. I got to be honest. I think most Canadians will see it that way, but uh, we'll wait and see what happens on Thursday.
All right. Um, A report comes out today uh, citing that black people living in Toronto are grossly overrepresented in incidents where police have to use force uh, that results in either injury or death. And this report suggests that blacks are 20 times more likely to die in a police shooting than their white counterparts and that the report lacks any kind of, you know, this is a report, Andy, that lacks any kind of, of data. This does not have any kind of context and we're not getting the full report for at least another year. Uh, I don't discount the facts might exist in some areas, but I'm not sure they are what we're being told. You know, I mean, the first thing I think black people, that's a pretty broad term, you know, I mean, in every sense of the word. What they don't tell you this, and I I think it's probably, and you guys might know better than I do, is how many gun victims, victims of gun violence, are black? Let's put that as a proportion of those crimes. Then let's take that and apply this to this magical mess that they've created of statistics, because I don't think it all adds up. I think there's well, they're high- studying the data that they compile from SIU reports, which is the police oversight. So they take that data and they look at it. But in most of those cases, we're talking about crimes where a gun or a weapon has been drawn and police have been used to either act or bring out force. I think the that context matters. Well, it can be. But, uh, you know, I, th- I think the context matters because if someone has shown up with a gun and in this report, it does kind of say in the small print um, that uh, you know, if you look at the stats, Michael, more black people tended to be found with either knives or, or weapons. OK, then that would force police to act. No. Yeah. And look, this the, but none of that was included in this press conference, no. calling this a report, giving it far too much credit. Uh, if indeed there is an overrepresentation of a community and data shows that it seems completely arbitrary, obviously huge concern. Uh, and there's things that need to be done to address that. Uh, a great thing is, I think, you know, the police are not the enemy of any community uh, and building those relationships is so important. So school resource officers, for example, I think is a great way to introduce communities to, and the police force, have them, you know, become friends, have them coexist. And but, really those taken away. But, those, but that's not allowed. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so, so any solution is taken away from us. So it's really, you know, I don't, even know where to begin on this conversation. Do, do you know what they, they, they did in Britain at one time? There used to be the old, you know, ha ha he he uh, policeman on a bicycle. They took them off the bicycle. They put them into cars. They found crime went up in a local area because the police officer was not interacting with the public. Right. So then they put them in little small minis and they called them panda cars and they would stop at the side of the road and uh, they would start interacting with the local cl- people. Mouth. That's what we need to do here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, look, I, I again, I, I'm sure there are aspects of this report that may be fully warranted. But again, without context, without knowing how they got that data, I think uh, this will we do one thing. Well, it yes, will, it'll it, polarize and, and make yes. police the bad people. It, it, it will fuel the Black Lives because Matter Because all I'm taking away is that there's a bunch need. of white cops out there going out of their way to kill so-called black people. That's the takeaway that I think a lot of people would give. And I don't think that's accurate. No, no, absolutely not. And look at the leadership in the Toronto Police Force is a very diverse group. But it's okay because Ford solved that by getting his friend in charge of the OPP. So we're covered. (laughs) Oh, stop. All right. Thank you, guys. Got to leave it there. Uh, That is Andy Stinton and Michael Diamond and the very cute. And you can always bring back Mr. Rogers. He's gone to sleep. (laughs) And he did that. (laughs) And I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.